How was your birthday? Man, it was all right. I mean, we got drunk as fuck. We both threw up. Oh, <laughs> sister bonding. Uh, <laughs> club shit just ain't for me no more. It was. I just, I just really hate like, especially in smaller cities like us. Even though we're kind of like really becoming a big city. Yeah. But I just really hate club culture and. Everything that um, social media has hyped everybody up about when it comes to going out to the clubs, like, especially now when we are pretty much in a recession, but DJs on the mics just talking about, you know, if you ain't got no bottles in your section, you broke, and if you got a bottle, stick your bottles in the air and just... All this fucking baller culture talk in Huntsville, Alabama is just really like... Read the room. (laughs) And then, too, this is a club where, like, younger people come. Like, mid-20s, mostly, is the demographic. Young to mid-20s. So, it's just like, nigga, none of these people are balling. No. If anybody's living, living paycheck to paycheck, it's these motherfuckers in here. They come in here and spend their last. These people ain't balling. They eating bologna the rest of the week. Not to mention, the bottles is fucking... I think we got a bottle of Patron and it was 200 some dollars. Let's believe that's the only bottle we fucking got. Bruh, that shit is crazy. And I really... I really I'm really trying to understand like bottle girl culture as well because the bottle girls really don't provide an actual service other than bringing the bottles out with sparklers on top and setting up the bucket and bringing us carafes of juice but nobody's tending to the bottle we still having to pour our own shit we still gotta find you and flag you down if we need anything else like Y'all aren't actually checking on us. Y'all not really serving us. But we still supposed to tip on top of this bottle. Is the tip not built into the bottle price at this point? Because now y'all got to be making 400% profit off of this. But I don't think the bottle girls are really getting any any of that in the grand scheme of it. So, like, being a bottle girl is almost a fucking... That's selling a dream. Like, yeah, you might get people that come in there every now and then that's still going to tip you on top of paying for the bottle. But when the bottles are costing that much, I don't see that many people really tipping enough for y'all to really be making a substantial amount of money in Huntsville. No. I think also the bottle girl... Turn myself down a little bit. I think when I bought... When we was in Vibes last year and I got that bottle of Terramana for 150 I tipped 40 but I'm just like, okay, you made $40 off of us. Off of $30 bottle. And if it's only three sections in here, are you really making money for real? It's all an illusion. But when we got in there, they they sat us. And we were expected to have max 10 people. Um, I think we ended up having like seven or eight. So they set us at a section suitable for 10 people. And then once we got sat comfortable, set everything down, we didn't got perched up on the sofas. They come and tell us like, oh, we got y'all in the wrong section. These people over here, which were also already sat in the section. These people over here were supposed to have this section because they have a bigger party, yada, yada, yada. And so we were just like what so y'all want us to get up and switch sections like in the middle of this packed ass club if they already sat and we already sat what the fuck is the problem so we had to get up and get reset again so they moving 20 something people in the middle of a club with bottles drinks and everything embarrassing so me and my sister were both already just off put as fuck like what the fuck is going on in this bitch 
So then she's talking to the dude that basically she had been talking to all week. Like, we were told we could have a booth this size, yada, yada, because we were going to have this many people. Why are we having a fight for this booth versus somebody else who's going to have the same amount of people that we have? Like, why does it matter if we're already sad? What the fuck is a problem? Dude just kept talking about some, yeah, but they got more people. They got more people. And my sister was like, y'all don't know. We could have more people come in. Like, what? we're already situated. What the fuck is it? Like, the back and forth was crazy. Had to go to the bathroom, calm her down. So we get sat in this small-ass fucking section right by the window. And it's freezing and raining that night. So it's cold over there, too. And it's pretty much, like, right behind the door. So all the cold air just keep coming in. Me and her both naked as fuck. <laughs> so we was already off put. We got the fucking bottle. <laughs> wow. We got the bottle. And my sister was just like, at that point, my sister was so mad. She was like, bring us a fucking bottle right now. And we not paying for shit. <laughs> and the bottle girl was just looking at her like, um... We're not going to be able to do that. She was like, no, no, because y'all done got us fucked up in here. So I had to calm her down again. But it was just, it was some mid. Y'all look cute, though. Yeah. um, It was cool to get dressed up together or whatnot again. And, of course, I'm going to have fun with my sister. But if we could have did it again, we probably would not have gone to a club. And if we did, it it wouldn't have been in Huntsville. We would have went out of town. Yeah. It also just feels weird going to a club in Huntsville and trying to act like you the shit. And everybody does. Yeah. And we all and just paycheck like, the paycheck. Who are y'all? <laughs> it's it's uh, that wrestling shit. It's that kayfabe in the club. You're a superstar. Outside, you're a normal-ass person. But I don't know. I just don't... I think it's just because I just grew out of that phase. Yeah. Like, I remember uh, right before Chance died for Halloween, he had a booth in Sammy T's, like the section up top. Mm-hmm. Now, that shit was lit. Yeah. But in that time of my life, I thought it was lit because we just partying and shit. Yeah. And it wasn't even that expensive back then. Yeah. Now, I can't imagine doing that shit. I got bills, nigga. <laughs> it's dumb. It's dumb. And it's, it's, so with crew, like you can reserve a section for free unless you have 10 people. Then if you have 10 people, apparently that's when you have to pay. So it's just all a fucking scam. Yeah. Everything is a getcha gotcha. I don't know. It was, if I'm going to go somewhere and just blow money, I'm going to strip club. That's what I'm saying. Like, if we were going to do it, I would have rather us done that in a strip club out of town. Not at fucking crew in Huntsville, Alabama, off of Highway 53. Off of Highway 53 is hilarious. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm sorry, but no. <laughs> Next to Planet of the Vapes. <laughs> <laughs> Next to Las Trojas. It was just whack, but you know. Uh, how's it being uh, 35 for a week bones aching no <laughs> yeah for sure definitely can't go up four flights of stairs without needing to breathe <laughs> which is why I got to get my ass back in the gym Um, it's cool or whatever this is the year of the mammogram for women <laughs> so a bitch gotta start getting mammograms now <laughs> The doctor's visits are changing. That's when you know you get old. I know when you gotta like. I had a doctor's appointment last Wednesday, so I had scheduled. Of course, they'd be asking you five, six months in advance. Are you good this random day in the future? You'd be like, sure, probably. <laughs> and then my schedule changed two weeks ago, or well, about a month ago, and I had forgotten I had made that appointment because. Six months ago is a long time. Right. So I tried to reschedule. They were like, uh, we don't have another open appointment until March. The end of March. I was like, what? 
That's crazy. And then, so I was like, all right. So I go to the doctor. I have my co-pays, but apparently my co-pays changed from like 30 to like 40. And so I had to pay the remaining of the old balance and my new one. I'm like, all right, cool, whatever. <laughs> um, And so I see my doctor. I hadn't done blood work in like two two years. So I did blood work. I go back to the lab and they're like, they uh, sit me in a chair, had me sign the thing. And then they're like, 4260. And I said, what? She said, 4260. I said, what are you talking about? She said, oh, that's how much you pay. I ain't never paid no fucking labs. The last time I took. No. And I was like, all right, whatever. And then she was like, she said, it doesn't come out right away. Uh, so it takes some time. But whenever it comes out, uh, if for some reason it can't go through, then uh, we'll mail you a bill. And I was like, so how long does it usually take? She said, uh, about six weeks. What? Now I'm going to, I check my balances every day. Yeah. But what kind of bullshit is that? Just fucking take it out now. If my insurance coverage has not changed, why is this changing for me? Insurance companies are, Another fucking scam. For real, bro. Them niggas bullshit. But uh, so I did that shit. So I paid. I dropped almost a hundred at the doctor. <laughs> and I was like, well, I'm not doing anything else today. So I went to Waffle House because it was over off Highway 53. <laughs> <laughs> and so I had me a, a hash brown bowl. Hey, the Waffle House hash brown bowls be busting. Listen, the Waffle House hits. Also, that's a clean ass Waffle House. I don't think I've been in that one. I was like, yo, this is nice. <laughs> <laughs> I don't smell no roaches. Right. I don't see no rodents. Everything is clean. I'm like, huh. Of course, when I pull up, the cook is uh smoking a cigarette, and I know he's the cook because the cook is always smoking a cigarette when you pull up the Waffle Literally. House. I go in there, and he is going off about they got him fucked up, and I'm like, oh. I'm home. <laughs> <laughs> it's 12 o'clock on a Wednesday, and this nigga already talking about they got me <laughs> fucked up. I'm like, man, oh. So hey, I, listen, whenever, whenever you feeling down about your life, just remember... You not a Waffle House employee. Bro, that's why when niggas was mad about them striking, I think in Atlanta, and they were demanding $25, and people were like, whoa, why should we pay Waffle House people $25? I was like, nigga, you couldn't pay me $50 an hour to work at Waffle House. Nope. You got to be ready to throw hands and cook sausages and uh, <laughs> waffles. Waffle House sees some of the worst of the worst demographic. Look. Pay them whatever you need to pay them because they going through some shit every day. I, I don't have to go through. Mm -mm. So yeah, solidarity with Waffle House employees. <laughs> I hope y'all get y'all demands, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, doctor's note. I mean, scheduling therapy sessions and shit. I'm just I'm tired of setting fucking appointments. That's what I'm tired of. Everything's at a fucking appointment. I need an app at this point. The therapist has an online client portal, which that shit is convenient. Yeah. What I do like about appointments is uh, I can schedule all my haircuts and my therapy sessions. And every now and then, the haircuts be lined up with the therapy sessions. I'll be feeling like the baddest bitch in the world. All right, go to therapy <laughs> then get your haircut. I know. Brand new. <laughs> like, bro, you can't tell me shit. Yeah, all these fucking doctor's offices need a damn app. Because calling them motherfuckers just for them to be like, oh, we're not available for the next 124 weeks. <laughs> what? Uh, 
considering that this we were recording this on a Sunday, one thing crossed uh, my timeline yesterday. Did you see the thing about the Christian club in L.A.? Yeah, I seen that. <laughs> so I went on the TikTok. And then so this couple in L.A., they told them that God told them to start a, a Christian club in L.A. Which is always funny when motherfuckers leave what God told me. Did he? <laughs> he told you to start a club in L.A.? <laughs> Christian and club is just an oxymoron to me. And they were like, we need a place where people can come and dance and uh, celebrate and not drink. Like, nigga, you mean church? Is that what you're talking about? Because y'all stay preaching about secular shit. You can't have one foot in the world. But want to be secular so bad. And it's never like the cool secular shit. (laughs) Plus, you know how nasty it's going to be in that fucking Christian club. Bruh. That's going to bring out all the creeps. It's just like, you remember when we were kids and they had the teen clubs? Mm-hmm. And it'd be niggas in fucking college chilling in the teen club? Nasty business, bro. Why are you in the parking lot of Taboo, nigga? <laughs> the same shit that go on in regular clubs going to be the same shit going on in the Christian club. Right. Guarantee you. And then, uh, my favorite follow on Twitter, uh, Solomon Missouri, who, who is a uh, pastor, but he is he is a secular pastor. He said he had to shut down a uh, Christian club in Montgomery, Alabama, because the uh, the pastor over it was selling uh, mocktails with biblical uh, names. <laughs> Let me get a double Deuteronomy. <laughs> no ice. <laughs> Let me get a talking mule. <laughs> Let me get that burning bush. <laughs> what? <laughs> the only one I could think of was Vegas bomb in Gilead. <laughs> I was trying to think of names and I couldn't think of anything, but Double Deuteronomy <laughs> is some crazy <laughs> shit. <laughs> the other one I had is Lazarus, which is a McDonald's Sprite, Red Bull, and Orange Juice. <laughs> <laughs> that should bring you back bring from you the back. dead, nigga. Uh, uh. <laughs> An old time religion, which is a virgin old fashioned. <laughs> What the fuck is How do you make a virgin old fashioned <laughs> Oh well they do be making that Fucking alcoholless The alcohol. mocktails I had some of that shit the other night Cause I seen it at a I was at Prohibition And I was looking at it I was like is that the The alcohol free alcohol They're like yeah and I was like let me try it And she poured me like A little taste of everyone Disgusting I've been looking at different ones because I'm going to do dry January. Mm-hmm. But like I was looking at the reviews and people were like, I mean, eh. no, like, man, no, I'm good All with the, my, the gin tastes like pine saw. Ew. Disgusting, bro. The fucking, the rum. <laughs> it was like, no, it was the whiskey one. It was like vanilla and tobacco. Ooh, like the liquid. <laughs> it was disgusting. I was like, "What?" The last one I had is a Josiah, which is a Christian Shirley Temple. <laughs> <laughs> That's a deep cut. Hey, if y'all in y'all Bible, y'all got that one. <laughs> oh my god, bro! I don't understand. This is just another form of Christians being pushy, like. We Christians are so pushy when it comes to their faith. Like, yeah, y'all are really pushing this new wave Christianity, I guess, because you think it's going to reach the youth. But 
to come up with fucking clubs <laughs> and cocktails. <laughs> Are you serious? I think it's because some people don't stop it at just Christianity and like your personal faith. They want to force their faith on you. Yeah. And they really be wanting like some theocracy bullshit to work. Like anytime they start talking about that Christian nationalism shit and they'd be like, oh, this country was founded by Christians. For, eh, no, it wasn't. Yeah. Yeah, y'all bullshit. Y'all lying. But since nobody in this room studied history, <laughs> y'all be saying bullshit. <clears throat> Christianity is a white man's sport. <laughs> And we say that as Christians. <laughs> I don't like these new Christians. Them new believers, mm-mm, they be all radical and be telling you you ain't no Christian and shit. Like, but I am. I wonder if this is how our grandparents felt when Kirk Franklin came out. Bro, them niggas were shook. <laughs> but it's some different shit. But you know, back in the day, they, I mean, they were, they were complaining about Kirk Franklin, but even back to like the Winans, they were complaining about them because they were performing in like clubs. Mm. Like uh BB and CC's older brothers, like they were like rock stars out here. Mm-hmm. And then the Clark sisters, they caught hell for uh pretty much remixing uh Stevie Wonder. Mm-hmm. Imagine a time when people thought Stevie Wonder music was like the devil. That's crazy. Because Stevie Wonder is it's pretty close to being Christian. That's some happy ass music. And he was inspired by I mean, he was a Christian so like the classic period is all like pretty much gospel music. Yeah. But yeah, when Kirk Franklin came out, people in my church were wilding. That is not God. I just can't imagine what's going down in the Christian club nasty business that's what's going down in a christian club creepy ass people like are y'all charging to get in or is it come as you are <laughs> like is it a dress code <laughs> i wish somebody would charge me to come to a christian club like, Nigga, y'all need as much <laughs> people in here as possible if somebody show up in their whole clothes y'all turning them away right What's the what's the regulate what's the rules and regulations? Do you have to wear stockings? (laughs) Y'all giving out communion, like y'all offering salvation, y'all having the whole benediction and shit. Like what is it an opening prayer doors? Like what is it? They said uh, I did go down a rabbit hole of that whole TikTok. And they were like, I mean, it's not just going to be dancing. We're going to have like separate places to where if you want to get away from the loud music, you could come and fellowship in different uh, areas. And we can have we'll have full time professional pastors there to pray for you. Or if you're like sick or going through depression or anything, we'll have Christian therapists there. And I was like, so church, so church. church for the loud music they have an overflow section or they have the mommy place where you can go yeah like i just i don't i don't know and then plus church itself is predatory as fuck especially on women so where i know it's gonna be some nasty business in a church club for sure i've also been seeing that like did you see the michael todd video where he was talking about uh video games yeah <sighs> y'all really be overthinking and over conceptualizing every aspect of nuance yeah and trying to tie Jesus into it sometimes it's just not necessary and they Real shit, they be pandering to women. I don't know what it is. Women hate video games. 
Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I, I guess it's like they look at it as an extension of childhood. Um, I think it's mostly just women who have been in relationship with men who are hardcore gamers. They yeah. have turned their, especially now that like you see more videos on social media where women are recording their men playing these games <laughs> or even men just recording themselves being so into these games and talking about how long they spent on these games. Like, I think that's where the hate comes from because me, I grew up playing video games. I feel like a lot of us did. Yeah. Like, Especially around the Nintendo, Sega. But your dad is a gamer, isn't he? Yeah. So, I don't... It's not video games that I think we just hate so much. Is some of these hardcore gamer men who... That's their only priority. And I can see that. But I feel like as long... Anything... And this is real Christian of me. Anything can be a detriment. If it's not in check. Right. So I don't video game. I have video game systems, but I don't play much. Like every shit, every month. <laughs> like, cause I got the Dreamcast hooked up in there. I, I, I played Crazy Taxi the other day. That shit was fun as fuck though. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> um, and I wanted to buy an N64 cause I never had one. I might do that for Christmas. I said I was going to do it for my birthday, but I might do it for Christmas. But I don't, I don't know. I, I feel like if you come home, you eat, cook, whatever, uh, get ready for the day. You want to play Call of Duty for an hour. That's not a fucking problem. Mm -hmm. But I get the people that take it overboard. But the thing about that Michael Todd thing that just really bothers me, and every video that I see of him that goes viral, this nigga don't ever be talking about anything in the Bible. He be freestyling up there and be going overboard with theatrics and shit. <laughs> Somebody on that video on the comments, they were like, is he wearing glasses without <laughs> lenses <laughs> and I looked back and I was like that nigga is wearing glasses without lenses nigga they make readers where you can literally <laughs> like go on Amazon and get you some fake right, get some blue, blue light lenses everybody got those I feel like he what he talks about is just probably honestly it sounds like some hurt shit I feel like he likes to make sermons out of situations that he's seen with niggas who probably ain't been shit but still be in relationships or niggas is getting away or getting by with bare minimum shit and so now he's more so preaching about them niggas but you can do that and and not first of all make it corny and then it's just his videos are so cringe. That's the main thing. They just be making anybody a pastor these days. That's the other thing. Like once I start suburban ministries, we are gonna have a <laughs> <laughs> we are gonna have a nice situation. I'm gonna be telling y'all like it is. I'm gonna I'm gonna stop cussing then. By then, whenever that happens, it's getting to the point where honestly, it's just getting harder and harder for me to trust and listen to younger pastors. Yeah, because. It's not rooted in like, the word. Y'all still trying so hard to just like pander to youth versus just being able to spread the word of God. Like they're trying to be like influencers. Yeah. And I'm I'm good. Like to me, like I love Kevin on stage and stuff. Because you can tell where his heart, him and Angel's hearts are and everything. Yeah. But they also are full adults. And I just feel like also they speak more so just from experience versus like trying to come up with these talking points to get everybody else on the same page of what they believe and how shit should go. Yeah. And then also, like, they both talk about, like, when they were younger and they believed that you can't do this, you can't do this. And then as you get older, you realize 
Some of that stuff is just like the religious parts of it. Yeah. But my my main thing with the church is I feel like black churches have lost like progressive ideals have to be part of black Christianity. Mm-hmm. That's the civil rights movement is a movement that started in churches. And because people can't get past like condemning gay people or things like that, mm-hmm. that's keeping people away from your church. Mm-hmm. Cause y'all on some bullshit. Single moms. Just nasty business. Ooh. <laughs> this is yet another reason why church get on my nerves. But that's like my thing is if it's not based in li- actual liberation, you're not in line with Christ. You can't be liberating people when you're putting them down. And that's what a lot of these people do. Like I was talking I was actually talking to my therapist about it. Like we were talking about like how a lot of Christians think you're going to like shame people into coming to God. Yeah. You got to meet people where they're at and bring them into. Mm-hmm. And people have lost that. Like, they trying to condemn or judge everybody. That ain't your job, baby. That's God's job. Yeah. Crystal said something like that the other week. I forgot what she said, but it was something along the lines of, like, you can't shame a person into being a better person. Because essentially the, you're kicking somebody while they're already down. How can you ever expect them to do any better? Because now you're making them feel worse. And it's just a dead-end cycle. And you're not, you're not living in love or leading in love. And it's coming across as, like, because we all got faults. So mm-hmm. if you coming at me like you perfect, mm-hmm. I'm gonna look at you like mm, this nigga got tons of secrets, because that's usually what it is. But yeah, these new pastors and new Christianity, I don't know. But guys, in about ten years when suburban ministries start, <laughs> we are gonna have the finest of the fine. Uh, we're gonna talk about liberation. I gotta think of a word that rhymes with liberation, so like, I can get it down. We're going to be about liberation and not damnation. (laughs) (laughs) Um. (laughs) Oh, uh, Macaulay Culkin. Uh. It's, it's Christmas season. Macaulay Culkin got his star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Yeah. Which, as a child of the 90s, I was shocked that Macaulay Culkin didn't already have a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Yeah. That nigga's the GOAT. Yeah, when he was younger, he was he had a reign. Like, to be as young as he was. He's the youngest host of Saturday Night Live ever. That and nigga, that nigga it. had us in a chokehold, bro. Home Alone, like the fact that he a whole movie focused mostly on a what nine year old, <laughs> and he was killing it, literally. And even when he's acting alongside Joe fucking Pesci, who another goat, Joe Pesci, I think in ninety one and ninety two, was in Goodfellas. And then uh, Home Alone. Mm-hmm. And then My Cousin Vinny. Mm-hmm. That is a fucking rain. He won a fucking Oscar for Goodfellas. And he's going toe-to-toe with a nine-year-old. And I feel like every other like male child star was trying to be Macaulay Culkin. Yeah. Like the kid in um, First Kid, like it was giving Macaulay Culkin. Yeah. Like he was the archetype of like kid actors of 90s. The kid in fucking uh, blank check, blank check, and um, what the fuck is that movie? Hey, Mr. Wilson. Oh, uh, Dennis the Menace. Dennis the Menace. Yep. 
Like, I feel like all of those people were modeled after Macaulay Culkin. And they couldn't do it. And they didn't have, they didn't have the range. You think the kid from uh, First Kid could be in The Good Son and play an evil motherfucker like Henry? You think he could have been in My Girl? Bro, when we were little, if we ever knew Macaulay Culkin was going to be in a movie, we was on that shit. Absolutely. It don't matter what he's in. Page Master, give it to me. (laughs) (laughs) Richie Rich, fuck yeah. Hell yeah. (laughs) Bro, I wanted to be Richie Rich (laughs) into my 20s. (laughs) Still want to be a Richie Rich. That nigga had a McDonald's in his fucking house. You know how baller that shit is as a kid? McDonald's who also had us in a chokehold in the 90s. Right. This nigga got a McDonald's in his house. He got a theme park outside. And then plus, like, Macaulay Culkin is, like, hanging out with Michael Jackson. The biggest nigga in the fucking planet. And then, honestly, he got older. He wasn't acting as much. But he also just stayed out the way. Yeah. Like, you ain't never hear no Macaulay Culkin scandal. Like, sure, they probably talked about who he was dating from time to time. Maybe you seen him out. Looking a little rough a yeah. couple times. But still, like, it was never any huge scandals coming out. He was never in no trouble for real. We fuck with white people that don't don't bother nobody. Get your money and get out the way. And then and put, he got that money real early on. And them Culkins can act. All of them niggas. Because uh Rory Culkin can act. And uh I can't I can't picture his face. He played uh what's He's the one that was in signs. The little kid. All them Culkins look alike. He was also in Scream 4, I think. I would. I need to see him when he was little. And then you got Karen Culkin. You know Karen Culkin. Okay. He was in Succession. Uh, he was also in Home Alone, too. He played the cousin that peed the bit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> see, Macaulay was putting on for his uh, brothers and sisters. Did you see that TikTok of the... Um... The lady who pretended to be the neighbor, the black neighbors. Yeah. <laughs> Mel, she's so fucking funny. <laughs> she was looking out the window like, look at this boy. He just out here by himself. She, uh, She's the one that be uh doing the uh, <clears throat> black Hogwarts teacher skits. Too. Oh, yeah. And then she's the one that does that podcast. Uh, what's it? Black Harry Potter is hilarious, too. <laughs> on twitter she's the baddest mitch Mm. but jokes they do jokes on you podcast too her and tally it's so funny talking old. about this shit when we get Your older. And now you and your other ill supervised friends, toddler friends, y'all out on trains and shit. Yes, I'm gonna go take this nigga back, bro, and then he won't die. It's every fucking y'all have to be in the fucking Bro, what's crazy is like watching all this shit as kids thinking that these were just like normal cool ass families but they really had all this toxic shit going on Tommy really tried to kill Deal (laughs) he was trying to get him up out of there cause he wanted them nanas that was that was his 13th reason he was about to kill he was about to cade his brother (laughs) Phil and Lil were evil twins Chucky was neurotic and had anxiety issues. Angelica was a narcissist. <laughs> Poor Susie. She just I was know. a victim of racism. I know. <laughs> Around all these crazy ass white people. It's like being in the real world. I didn't even know it. <laughs> like, I used to always wonder why the black person always stressed out in the real world. Always. It's because they were in a house full of crazy white people. Literally. <laughs> Damn. But, um, 
Also, Macaulay Culkin uh, has two babies with Brenda's song. Right? It's like random. And then the way that, but the way that he was addressing her and his speech was so sweet. She was just tearing up. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's love. I love seeing like when the child stars grow up with us and then they just be in great, healthy ass relationships with kids and shit. Especially because that nigga had a dysfunctional ass fucking childhood behind the scenes. Yeah. His daddy was crazy. Yeah. That's why, I mean, that's the other thing. I saw another interview where he, like, somebody asked him, like, are you, like, retired from acting? He was like, no, I just, if I like something, I'll do it. It's just, I'm not. I think he was just so burnt out that by the time Richie Rich came out, he was like, look. This is it. He had made millions and millions, and he was like, I'm enjoying my life. Man, ima- imagine, imagine being twenty years old and just being able to be like, oh, I'll take whatever I want. Right, I'm okay where I'm at. Being able to say no, and your bills are still paid. Oh, that's the truth. That's some true freedom right there. Oh, I want it. I want to be Richie Rich <laughs> now, nigga. <laughs> yeah, but kudos to him. He should have definitely been had a star. Yeah. My uh like and then he's uh he's Michael Jackson's kid's godfather. Mm. Is he? Yeah, he's uh because Paris uh was there at the uh ceremony. Mm. So he uh, and I think I can't remember if she got married or something, but I think he gave her away in her wedding. Oh wow, like that. Him and Michael Jackson were real life fucking friends. She that old? Yeah, she's she's in her twenties now. Sheesh. Did you see uh what's the shit? Swarm? Mm-mm. Where they pretty much make fun of like Beehive. Mm-mm. It's the Donald Glover thing, but uh she's one of the actresses in it. I mean, I still don't know if that's Michael's real daughter, but that's it. No, that's Michael's daughter. But, you know. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying, we took an ancestry <laughs> test. I don't know how much sub-Saharan African would be on that test. Speaking of that, it's been a lot of shit on Twitter about uh, these three-quarter mixed kids. And and not considering them black or not claiming their blackness. Oh, she's so grown. I know. It's weird. I still remember her crying at that funeral. Boy, I was in tears at that. She was so little. What? Michael Jackson's so big. He had the whole world watching his funeral, nigga. You know how insane that shit is? People were flooded the people streets were taking off work to watch michael jackson's funeral people were in the streets of their own cities <laughs> <laughs> they just wanted to be around the people and hear michael's music hey i love beyonce to death i think she's the michael jackson of our generation growing up in the 90s what is that funeral gonna be like i'm be I can't even think about it. I don't want to think about <laughs> it. <laughs> I'd be devastated. Another person, um, a couple weeks ago, my mom was like, Are you okay? I was like, Yeah, what's up? She's like, I'm just calling. I heard Stevie Wonder died. I was like, What? Nigga, the panic that went through my heart, all because her uh, idiot cousin. Posted something on Facebook <laughs> saying Stevie Wonder died. Oh my God. Bro, I was devastated. She was devastated. She got so mad by the time I realized, uh, I showed her, I was like, it ain't nothing. He didn't die. He's She's like, here. I'm going to text her right now. <laughs> <laughs> like, bro, because she was about to be hurt. She was like, I'm checking on my children to make sure y'all good because Stevie Wonder then passed on. Don't be out here devastating people for no reason. Don't kill off Stevie Wonder. Why? She thought he was dead. Oh, no. Who even said he was dead in the media? It was some Facebook shit. Oh, God. Facebook is the worst. You can't use Facebook as your source of information. I know. You got to check at least three other references. Um, speaking of sources of information, Wikipedia is struggling, apparently. Yeah. I had looked something up the other day, and some shit came up like, 
to access this site. We need donations. We're hurting right now. Y'all have been using our site for years for your source of information, and we can't keep running this site without um, without funding. And I was like, what? They usually do that towards the end of the year, though. Like, last year, I gave them, like, $20. I felt like a proud adult. You remember, like, <laughs> when you were a kid and you watched PBS, and they were like, and this is... uh." Sponsored by viewers like you. Mm -hmm. I felt like that. I was like, yeah, I'm keeping the lights on at Wikipedia. (laughs) (laughs) But I was like, oh, wow, not y'all begging. But yeah, I have seen a lot of the discourse about children of biracial people with white people and saying that they're not black or they are black or whatever. Yeah, this girl was basically saying if you're white passing, you're white. And I was like, that's not really how that works. And then they were in there saying stupid shit like, yeah, because if you're white passing or if you have white features, um, that's what determines your race. And I'm like, y'all don't understand that race is determined by blood makeup. Not y'all. Once again, people are still getting race and ethnicity confused. Yeah. And black people, we. African-Americans, I know some of y'all niggas don't like that shit. We have a hard time discussing that because a lot of times our ethnicity and our race are combined. Right. Due to special circumstances. It don't work like that with everybody else. Right. And then plus, if you look up a lot of the first niggas to do something in history, most of them going to be light skinned and almost white passing. Mm hmm. Look up some of them senators that uh, served in the 1800s. A lot of them niggas looked light, bright, and damn near white. Uh, when I when I did student teaching and we were talking about uh, like the different uh, Supreme Court things that determined like in history, and we talked about Plessy v. Ferguson and. I showed them a picture of what Homer Plessy looked like. Them niggas was shook. Because mm-hmm. Homer Plessy was so white passing, he had to stand up on the streetcar and announce that he was black. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not even making that up. That really happened. <laughs> but I was like, who the fuck told y'all that if you look white, you're not black? These new niggas don't understand shit. They were saying that about Drake's son and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay, like... I get it with mixed mixed people having mixed children. Obviously, those lines get blurred when it comes to the phenotype, but you still got to look at the fucking genetic makeup. And just their parents are black. They got black. They black. And then I saw a lot of dumbass shit. And people be like, y'all took the one drop rule too serious. I'm like, nigga, shut the fuck up. I wish people would shut the fuck up. No, it's just like it's just like you motherfuckers who be one sixty fourth Native American and be so ready to claim that shit. But now when people are a quarter black or less, y'all talking about oh they ain't black. Some person even said like, "Tell me if you would be okay with Drake's son using the word nigga." Yeah. That's that's what determine. That's how you know. It, blah, blah blah. If you even have to question it, then you know they not black. And this and the third. I'm like, bro, bro, please heal. <laughs> Sit the fuck down, bro. And I saw people talk about Holly Berry's uh kids and how their their daddy was racist and all this stuff. I'm like, bro. The other thing is. They don't have to identify, like, those kids don't have to identify as black if they don't want to. If they want to identify as being mixed or biracial or whatever, whatever they feel comfortable identifying as, that's okay with them. And it's for all mixed people. It's just like, uh, going back to Paris uh, Jackson, Uh, one time they interviewed her and she was, they asked her, like, what, does she consider herself black? And she said, my daddy always told me I was a black. So... Yeah, and I was like, that's good enough for me. 
Because nothing else you can do. Like, because niggas be forgetting Michael Jackson at the end of the day was a nigga from Gary, Indiana. And if you have ever been to Gary, Indiana, that's where niggas are. That's a real nigga. <laughs> that's a real nigga. <laughs> Anytime you got a brother named Tito, <laughs> sister named Latoya, hey, <laughs> Reby, sound pretty black to me. But then people still also got to understand that, like, we were the first people on this earth. Yeah. We are the mother. Like, our genetics are in everybody. Literally. So, like, I was watching a thing. Um, I was watching a Godfrey interview where he was talking about it. And basically, he was talking about um, the Sand Tribe out of Botswana <laughs> who have Asiatic features. Right. And I've been saying that for years. Like, I can't stand when people be like, oh, your eyes are slanty. Are you mixed? And blah, blah, blah. Like, when will y'all understand that there's so many different tribes that have come out of Africa with so many different features that it is very possible to look like any and everything and still be 100% black? Yeah. Um, I hate also when they do the Asian features thing and they say the C word. C word. Chinky. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, that is a slur. It is a slur. And y'all be thinking, like, the chinky eyes. Like, no, baby, don't do that. That is absolutely a slur. And I'm going to leave that in just because some of y'all niggas don't be knowing. (laughs) (laughs) I do not condone that behavior. But this is an informative thing. But I swear, like, if y'all just do a little reading, if you just do a little research. Light reading. (laughs) Look, look, just Google African tribes. It'll bring up a list and then Google image every single name tribe that you just researched and you will see so many different things. Yep. From skin tones to facial features to hair textures, to hair textures, to heights, to eye colors, all of that shit we possess on our own. There doesn't have to be any other bloodline within us to have any of these other features. because like a lot of women get so criticized first of all women can't be victims for shit bro I seen this post on Twitter the other day that said men can't be victims and I was like bro the way y'all just treated Meg Cassie uh, who else a bunch of people when they be telling y'all they go through shit please don't talk about how men can't be victims the Jonathan Major shit now, like, all right, so once they release the text messages saying that, like, he was trying to convince her not to, like, go to the hospital, but she was saying, I need painkillers because you just beat my ass. My head is still hurting. That's now niggas is like, oh, he's, he's done. I mean, I feel like a clown for uh not believing. But it was all right there. They said the same shit about R. Kelly's victims. Some of the older ones, like, no, they knew better. She knew better. She blah, 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 blah. And we all knew the shit about Aaliyah. That's the other crazy. It's infuriating. And as much bitch niggas will try to, like, convince me that, well, what if you're wrong in believing a victim? Then I'm fucking wrong. But that's not going to. I'd rather be wrong about a victim than right. Yeah. And that's how I I look at it. But why does it take a man pretty much admitting that he did the fucked up shit that the woman been telling you that he fucking did for you to believe it? Because y'all don't respect women. So when people talk about women being victims and women having choices, nobody really understands that it don't be easy to just leave. And walk away, especially with motherfuckers that's as fucked up as these motherfuckers are. 
because it's literally life and death. And then you also don't understand the psychological effect that it has on you when maybe you do leave for a certain amount of time and things have calmed down and you start thinking, okay, maybe it can be better, especially when you really love somebody. When real feelings are there, it's even harder for you to walk away. So a lot of people get trapped in the cycle all the time, but that doesn't mean that they deserve What's being happening mistreated. To... Yeah. People change, and that's all that these people hope for, is that these people will change. Sadly, they just don't. And by the time they realize that and realize they need to get away, it's more dangerous. I firmly believe there's some things that you can't change from. If you're a sexual abuser, you can't change. If you're, uh, to, like, if you beat women, you can't fucking change. You can't unwire your brain once you've done those behavior. Not on your own. I don't think you can. I'm gonna be all the way honest. I, I might be wrong. I really don't think you can unwire your brains and like once you've made the decision and you go through the steps of I'm sorry this will never happen again it's gonna happen again it's because you can't undo that you can learn stuff to make you where you won't act on the impulse but it's always gonna be there yeah that's just like especially like on some sick heinous bullshit and then like if it's like a domestic violence situation we don't take domestic violence serious enough in Alabama no for one it's just like I told you last year. I knew I knew three women that were killed by their uh, partners. One lady went and asked the judge with to take the, the protection order off. It was that lady, the real estate agent that uh, she lived out in Tony, and it was a murder suicide. Killed her and left their baby to come down and find both of them. It's like, bro, and I don't understand how these niggas can get behind online and just talk like, like, what world are you living in where you can't see all this oppression? It's the same way I feel about white people when they be like, I didn't know racism was that bad. You go to fucking Sammy T's every fucking weekend and you see black people getting turned aside. You just turn a blind eye to this shit. It's because they do. Every man knows a woman who's been abused in multiple ways. And that's why when these bitch-ass niggas be online talking all that bullshit and they don't be understanding why women don't like them, is you're a piece of fucking shit. And you're letting everybody know you're a piece of shit. Like, I don't know. I hate niggas. That, that's real shit. I, I hate niggas. And I fully understand why women would hate niggas. It's frustrating dating because so many women have been hurt and you got to prove that you ain't a piece of shit nigga. But I'd rather have that than the... I don't know. Dating as a man is not hard per se it's frustrating at times but it's only frustrating because of other bitch ass niggas yeah thanks for tuning in you can find all of our links and merchandise at www.thesuburbanpodcast.com you can also get your listens in on any of these streaming services such as google play soundcloud apple podcast spotify and stitcher subscribe Thank you.